This is Savio. I've been seeking answers to some of life's most perplexing questions my entire life. In 2014, I was diagnosed with stage three cancer. And ever since, I realized my calling existed outside of what I knew to be familiar. This podcast is your home for survivors like myself and those who are searching to find meaning to their why. In season two, the show includes a mix of coaching sessions followed immediately by interviews with those from all walks of life who have been successful in the business, marketing, coaching, and financial worlds. The intent is to show the human experience in its rawest form so that others may glean insight. Nothing is rehearsed or has been edited. As a board-certified wellness coach, my job is to ask the deep questions of those trying to make sense of their place in this fractured world. I believe life speaks to us in different ways. Many of us listen, but don't know how or where to begin. As someone who has crossed the bridge between life and death, I say simply, begin where you are now and get busy living. If you liked today's episode, I would appreciate it if you could share it and subscribe. Be sure to tag me at The Human Resolve so I can reciprocate in kind. So without further ado, welcome to The Human Resolve Podcast. What if you've been an observer of fun, but rarely ever shared in its joy? Jesse Lucas can relate deeply to this feeling. On a search to find its true meaning, she endeavors to feel safe again so she can savor those moments when they do appear. Hi, Jesse. It's good to see you. Hi, Savio. Good to see you, too. Great. So what would you like coaching on today? Uh, um, so this, I don't know, this would be an interesting one for me, for sure. When, when I was asked, when you asked me this, first of all, I will put it out there, I am not the most coachable person, so good luck to you. Um, my word of the year this year is fun, and I chose that word because I realized I was in quite a lack of fun. Um, I'm a big lover. I have a big heart. I have a lot of good things going for me in my life, but I have not been having a lot of fun. And, you know, New Year's was a good many months ago and I have hit a lot of walls uh, in this exploration around fun. So that's my topic is fun. So what I'm hearing is that you've hit quite a few walls and the idea of fun or the experience of fun is not something you've been having, correct? Correct, yes. So what would be a fantastic outcome for today regarding this topic? Uh, I think a fantastic outcome would be kind of feeling a sense of, I mean, not to be cheesy in the coaching world, but like breakthrough around feeling like I have a, a greater understanding of my own access to fun that maybe maybe like another way to put it would be like the world opened up a little bit or I feel a little more at ease around the, the possibility of greater fun experience of fun for me. So I guess a sense of greater access to fun. So an outcome would be a sense of greater access to fun. So when you think of fun, what do you what are some descriptions or adjectives? <laughs> this is one of the ways I knew I needed to work on this because when I kind of thought about that, I leading up to this year, I was like, well, what do I do for fun? And I couldn't really come up with a lot of things. <laughs> like I said, I have a lot of good things going in my life. Um, and then I could, then I like took that step deeper, and I was like, "Well, what even is fun for me?" And I felt so distant from even being able to describe it. Um, but I guess in in exploring that now, now that I've had a little bit of chance to sit with it a little bit longer and and work on this exploration for a little while. Um, some adjectives that come to mind are joy, ease, delight, um, maybe playfulness, although I don't consider myself a very playful person. And as I've explored fun, I can think of things that I maybe think are fun that aren't necessarily playful. Um, happiness. Yeah, that's my first list of adjectives. Mm -hmm. So joy, ease, delight. Has Jessie experienced that ever in her life? 
I think so. I think so. All at the same time? Joy, ease, and delight all at the same time. Um, I'm going to give you a a definite maybe on that. Um, Maybe we could circle back around to that. I know there's been times when I'm, you know, in a conversation or a networking group and, or like doing some sort of personal development exercise and people like think of a time where you were just like, you know, and fill in the blank. Maybe let's fill in the blank with those, those three adjectives. And I'm like, holy crap, like nothing comes to mind. Um, and I will tell you, your listeners, I'm really not a like overall dark and miserable person, but, um, have I experienced those all at the same time? Joy, delight, and ease. Probably. Probably. Could you think of a time that happened? Yeah, I can. Now I can. Okay. Would you want to give me some details? Sure. Um, the the most sparkly one, the one that just kind of came to mind, that really just put those all together, is like the the moment I met my my now partner of many years. The first moment I like. Wow. Well, you know, our little love story is super cute, but um, <laughs> the first time we laid eyes on each other, I just saw her and I was like, "That's it. That was that was the feeling combo right there. One, two, three, bang." And what was the sensation in your body? during that time oh gosh I was literally like my heart was pounding so much so like when I, I lived up in the mountains at the time and I, I knew she was coming over and to, to meet for the first time and we had had a couple of conversations before and my heart so I up, up my driveway was really steep so you could hear somebody's vehicle before you could see the vehicle so I heard the the vehicle coming up the driveway and my heart was pounding so hard and I'm a, I'm a yoga teacher and have been a yogi for many years I'm like man none of my yogi breathing techniques are gonna slow down this this pounding heart I was like afraid to give her a hug because I was like oh my god I'm gonna like push her away with this this beating heart of mine um that's that's the biggest physical sensation I remember it's just like a really um excited anticipatory kind of heartbeat feeling. Mm. And you mentioned that experience was fun. What were some other things that experience was for you? Um, exciting, for sure. I think I just used that word, exciting. Um, this is kind of like a maybe, you know, not a one-word description, but maybe like a sense of like, arrival or a sense of like me, me ness, M-E-N-E-S-S, like a sense mm. of me, my, this, this is my truth, my me coming out versus like, you know, when I feel like stressed or anxious or some other things that are not so fun, it feels like I'm kind of separated for, from myself. So a sense of selfness um, is definitely a, a happy moment that I, I, you know, I definitely could say sensed happiness in that moment when you think of adding more fun in your life is it something you do solo or something you would do with someone else both i think definitely both would you um be open to your partner joining you in fun activities oh of course yeah yeah do you when you think of sort of doing a a a a dual session with her, whatever activity that's involved. How does, how does that, how does that, like, what's that entail? You mean like what, just when we do something together, mm-hmm. like go yeah. do an activity. Um, what's interesting, a lot of my lessons around fun kind of come from her. Uh, she's an athlete and watching her and her sports I see this, this sparkle. I see this, like I see that delight. I see it, like I see it. And it is something we do together, so to speak. Like, you know, I'll, if she's playing anything, like I'll go as, as the little sideline person. And, you know, there is definitely a, a shared 
joy experience, but there it's it's different, right? Because her experience of playing is different than mine observing. And I can certainly tell that uh, like she gets that direct hit of like, that's fun for her. And in mine, I'm like, well, I enjoy being here. I like, you know, I'm really, I'm happy to be the supporter, all that, but it's not that like, I don't get that direct hit of joy. Um, then another, another example, and I can say, you know, back to that question of like, when I was like, oh, I'm sure I've experienced that before. My, my last birthday this past spring, we took a helicopter ride. I've never been on a helicopter before. <clears throat> and uh, so that's something we did together. And that was certainly a shared fun experience that was a little more even um while it wasn't her first helicopter ride it was her first helicopter ride like just for for pleasure for you know no no other reason and um it's it's easy to share experiences with her for the most part and you know we're we're different people experience different things um does that answer your question yeah i'm 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 trying to sort of figure out for you, what does fun even mean? Like, how does it even play a part in your life? I'm trying to figure that out too. <laughs> I mean, is it something that you want as an additive or do you want something to replace? I think that one side of it is maybe like a a deeper topic of work of just working on like happiness in in general. Um, I like many people, you know, carry around some trauma, carrying around some anxiety, and I've I've done some things in this past year to really intentionally improve on that level. And even just recently, even the last couple of weeks, I have felt like the the baseline lift a little bit. And I think that that alone will help me on this endeavor of fun. So I think on one level, I'm looking to feel a sense of like normal everyday things being fun, like cooking dinner with the family or reading my book in the sun on my deck, you know, like little drinking my tea, like little, little simple things. But I also think that I am seeking an additive, like doing things just for the sheer fact of them being fun. Like kind of like my honey goes to out of her way to do her sports ball things just for the sake of its fun. And I think I've, I've come a long way because I mean, I was a single mom for many years. There's a whole other story of like many, many, many layers of things that kind of blocked my capacity for fun or dampened it or cut me off from it. And I've taken a lot of time to start peeling through those layers. But part of it was like, well, I don't have, there's no time or space in my life, like to, to just go do something for the sheer funness of it. I think it also probably taps into like self-worth. Um, am I, you know, I have all of these responsibilities, all of these things I have to do, all, you know, I have to make ends meet, I have to, all of these other things that if I'm just going to do something for the sake of fun, well, then I'm taking away from, from something that I'm, I'm responsible for taking care of. So I think there's, I've gotten over that quite a bit, but I'm sure those roots still kind of get me. Um, but I'd say it's both just kind of a foundational fun in the simple things, the simple everyday things, um, and fun as an additive for just sheer, I'm going to go do this thing because it's fun. Mm. I would love to parse out some of this. Is fun equal to happiness? Um, I wouldn't say fun is equal to happiness. No, I think fun may be a contributor, one of many. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't say they are equal or the same. Do you feel that fun for you is in short supply? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Do you feel that if you gave more to fun, something has to give? I would say, if you asked me that, even as soon as like, or as recently as maybe a month ago, I would have said yes. 
if I, you know, if I give more to fun, something has to give. But I think, I think something recently has shifted. And I think my, my now honest and authentic answer would be no, if I give more to fun, something doesn't have to give. Yeah, that's spoke- a new, a new kind of revelation. Mm-hmm. Well, you spoke about, you know, your children and sort of seeing the fun in their eyes or their experiences. How do you think you could add a little, a little more of that in your own life? That's the question, Savio. <laughs> I've been trying to answer answer that question. I haven't I haven't answered it yet. So, what, give me some examples of of what what's fun for your kids. Um, I don't know that I that I mentioned specifically observing their fun. I, I know I mentioned my 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 partner and her sporting activities is, is fun. Um, you know, my one son he plays pickup volleyball with his his friends. That's fun for him. They do Pokemon Go. That's fun for them. Uh, that is not going on my fun list. I will tell you that right now. Um, not my not my idea of a good time. Um, and I think that that's one of the things when I, I've been an observer of fun, both with, with my kids. Who, I mean, my kids are older um, and a blended family now and two younger kids. So even with the littler ones and of my sweetie and of our, of our friends and, and the other, I've been an observer of fun. And one of the things I realized is a lot of the things people do for fun, either I just like the the windows have been shut for me. Like I just don't see it. Maybe maybe it will or will become fun for me. Or it it just those those things aren't fun for me. What's your view on someone who basically all day long just just has fun, just doesn't take their work seriously? They laugh and giggle and they um, play games and they eat whatever they want and. You know, they have a very lazy, fair type of attitude to life. Like, is do you consider that 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 person that person is having fun? Um, that's uh, a really nuanced question. Um, it's it's hard to say. I don't I don't know that I can just kind of answer that in a blanket way. I I know that you know when I encounter people who like really like fun is a huge part of their life, whether or not they take their work seriously or whatever. Like there, I have in the past at least felt a twinge of jealousy. I can say that, um, as far as, you know, judging like, Hey, is that fun? You know, I don't know. Like, I, I think if I look at that kind of quality of characteristics that you just described, I think it could easily go either way. I think, uh, depending on the person, those could be you know, bypassing mechanisms, maybe they're doing, and I've certainly known people like that, that are, you know, so much effort goes into the like, play, 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 fun, 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 you know, laissez-faire, all of that. And there really isn't joy and happiness behind it. There may be a superficial joy and happiness, but not not a real and authentic one. And now, I mean, I've, I'm, I'm hanging out with some really amazing people that, that I am, you know, learning from and watching and observing and uh, looking at, you know, who's living the kind, you know, just even in bits and pieces, like learning, like the kind of life, like I would want to live. I'm happy, you know, my life is good, um, but there's, there's growth. And I look at that and I've met some people who really like have a lot of fun, spend a lot of their days having fun, but whatever there is, if it's their work or their purpose or, you know, something, there is something authentic behind it. And that's really appealing to me that that combination so i i guess i couldn't answer that question in a blanket way because i think it could show up either way and i would i would probably feel differently depending on kind of some of those other layers behind it so if you if you increase your fun factor what would that bring would that bring more joy ease and delight in your life or would that bring something else I, I'm hoping that my, my, my intention here in Fun 2021 uh, being the, the exploration that hopefully carries over into all of my years beyond that, yes, that, that it would bring more joy, delight, 
ease, happiness. And is that realistic? I think so. I, I do believe so. Have you ever um, asked your partner how fun, like how does the act of fun sort of play into our own life? <laughs> yeah, we definitely, definitely had talks about that. Is there any words of wisdom that she has for you? <laughs> we have a fu- cute little saying, well, just try harder. <laughs> That's our, I mean, we say that about a lot of things when like something's not, not working or not going well, or there seems to be roadblocks, and she says, "Well, just just try harder." And it's a little bit, you know, joking, but like not in a not in a condescending way. Um, but also, it's like, well, in a in a don't give up kind of way. And and I know I know she has has my back in that, but I also know, you know, kind of like uh, her athletic ability, some things that just come naturally. Like I'm, even though I, I work in the fitness field and in, in the body field and I, I am capable in my body and I know a lot of things about the functions of the body. I'm not an athlete. I'm not athletic and I don't do sports ball things. Um, and it's just kind of natural to, as far as fun goes that, um, that, fun comes a little more natural. So in her words of wisdom, it almost doesn't translate because she doesn't have the same kind of nature base that I do and doesn't have the same experience of the the kinds of things that have kind of taken me down and built up some walls around it. But she did find me the helicopter ride for my birthday. She gets points yeah. for that one. Yeah. yeah. Well, you mentioned your partner, and you mentioned you know one of your you know one of your children playing Pokemon Go, and it's a lot of physical activities. Can can fun be something on an emotional level? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So when I say the word fun to you, where where does that reside in your body? Honestly all over. This is the first time I've been asked that question or even thought about it in that way. So I just, you know, kind of closed my eyes and, and felt into it. Um, and a lot of times when I, when I do explore a, a concept, like it does land locally and I consider myself pretty, pretty body aware, like I have access to my, my body wisdom and sensations. And when I just tuned in about the, where does, where does fun reside in my body? It was literally kind of everywhere. Like there was a, a sense of kind of like deep satisfying feeling like in my like gut and belly and sacrum sacral area and then there was a kind of like um like heart-filled like joy kind of sensation there was even like like almost like tingly effervescent sensation in like my fingers and there was like a like reaching kind of feeling in my arms so there were different sensations in different locations but like i mean i could go on there even in just that little like snapshot body moment um, which kind of tells me that, you know, fun isn't, and, and I mean, I think I understood this before and now I just kind of have a somatic understanding of this, but like, it isn't just one defined feeling or emotion or sensation or experience, but it, it could be many, it could, you know, be high energy, low energy, it could be whatever, it could, it could be a lot of different things, um, which is exciting because that, that opens up options. Well, you know, you mentioned that you're body aware. Would you like to tune into it some more and see what sure. you come up? I'm open to that. Yeah. Do you want to take a couple of breaths in and out? Just want you to sense and feel into whatever's coming up for you. sound almost just kind of feels like um it's the best way to describe is like blank slate which is good because 
when I've kind of tuned in around this topic before, I get like a lot of like constrictive type feelings, a lot of like just like blocked, like nope, nowhere to go. So it almost feels like almost like a void, like I don't know, like there's there's not really any like good information nuggets or like anything to really kind of grasp onto, like insights from the body. Um, but I'm noticing like I don't, I don't have the same kind of constrictive block feeling that that I have for as long as I can remember. This blank slate that you mentioned, can you describe it? It just feels kind of really neutral. Like, kind of still and smooth and... Yes, open. I would I would throw open in that description. But not I don't like feel a lot of motion. I don't feel any really specific types of sensations. Um so maybe neutral, smooth, open, quiet. <clears throat> neutral, so, smooth, open, quiet. Mm-hmm. Have you ever experienced this in your life before, this this feeling? Um, yeah, when I, I mean, I still do have a, a light now meditation practice and a lot of my, my practice is now more, more moving meditation, but for many years, um, could have started petering out when I had my first kiddo, who's now 20, so about 20 years ago, um, I had a really steady just seated silent meditation practice uh, for many years. And I'd, I'd say that that the, those descriptors, when I heard you reflecting them back to me, reminded me of kind of what I would feel then when I had, when I would had, was practicing that, that seated silent meditation frequently. If fun was a friend, what do you think it wants from you? Hmm. Company <laughs> to do something. Company to do something. Is it the fun needs you or you need the fun? Both. Is the fun willing to uh, meet you halfway? I think so. Yeah. So, how, how, Jesse? How do we, how do we get, how do we get closer to the fun right now? Hmm. So, like, you keep touching like the ends of my tethers here, of like, mm-hmm. you know, where as far as like I've been able to explore, how do we get closer to the fun? You know, you mentioned that you saw a blank slate, mm-hmm. and you've experienced that through meditation sometimes. I think this is the point where like I want an answer and you know I just sat for a moment to to listen inwardly and so far little fun gods aren't aren't giving me any little hints of how to move closer um you know I can may and maybe this will give me some hints I mean I've made some you know decisions recently even just like you know health wise self-care wise things that i was looking at well what could be in the way of of me experiencing fun and i have made some changes so i think that and and i'm talking like you know ongoing but even very recently within the last week couple of weeks even some newer changes and i think that that is one thing you know an action step maybe i've already just barely you know started to take to to move in the direction of fun um i have a sense that you know there's a rightness there that there's you know that that's a that's a good part of it as far as moving closer to fun um but not not all of it and as far as now what now what to move closer to fun um, I'm just still getting blanks here. Do you believe that you deserve to have fun? I do. I do. And why is that? 
because why not? Um, I, I think, I believe that that fun is a just part of the human experience. I think I believe that we have um, this incredibly miraculous world, this planet that we live on, this universe that we live in, these the, these hearts that get to to feel. Um, our own feelings and and relationship with others, all kinds of relationships. And I just, I think, or I keep saying I think, but it really is uh, a belief. I I believe that one of the kind of life-giving, you know, I mentioned I'm a Pokemon Go is not my deal with fun. You know, watching watching my kids play video games. One thing I do know, like you like you ha- you do certain things, and then you get life points. Like your your life level goes up. So I I believe that you know fun for any of us as humans, and and I do believe you know fun gets to look very different for for any of us humans, whatever age and stage and part of the world we live in, whatever our purpose, our mission, whatever. But I, I believe that fun is one of those things in real life, not video game life, that gives you life points. And if the goal at the end of the game, this whole game of life here, is to finish your quest and have high life points, fun is one of those things that, that does that for us. Um, so why not, why not me too? So how can you hold yourself accountable for why not you too? Um, one of the things is definitely, you know, staying, staying steady with the, the health and self-care choices that I make and really continue to reevaluate them. Um, one of the things I can do, which is very anti-fun sometimes is get very stoic and serious about things, even things like self-care choices and health choices, you know, make them. And then I'm very serious about them and stoic about them. Um, which is no fun for, for anyone. Um, but really evaluate them and through kind of a lens of fun and say like, okay, these are the things I'm doing because they are waking up my, my cells, my, my body to the potential, my, you know, my physical body, my emotional body, my, you know, my mindset, like how I take everything in all of it, um, through that lens of does, does this facilitate my access to fun versus my, you know, moving away from or blocking or something that's going to decrease my my potential to experience fun. So that's one thing I can keep myself accountable for is, you know, my health choices and self-care choices. But specifically with that caveat that I'm not doing so in that stoic, serious, anti-fun way. Um, I think another thing, and this is a harder thing for me to hold myself accountable to, is being open and willing to try things that I think that's dumb. I'm not going to think that that's fun. Cause usually like, that's my, that's my thing. Like I'll look at something and I see all this group of people. Like I just got back from a family vacation and on this, it's a multi-family vacation and they play a lot of games, this group of people on this vacation, strategy games, character play games. Like, and I like, I'm the, I'm the consistent observer. And sometimes I like watching them. I like seeing how everything plays out. But I'm like, this is not like, didn't seem fun for me on the very last night up way past my bedtime um someone said to me like jesse i i really want i would love to see you play this game like you watch this game you know all the strategy you know all the characters like i'm really curious how you would play it given that you have this like kind of omniscient knowing about this game and i said to myself i'm like why not like if we play and i don't like it I don't ever have to play again. Like nobody, like, you know, it's, it's fine. And I, I have to admit, and it's probably the first time to have you that I'm admitting this out loud. I did kind of <laughs> like it. Oh. <laughs> I did kind of like it. And so much so that we were, we were, um, on Amazon last night, we ordered the game to have it here at our house. Um, but I think, you know, I get, I have tended to get very judgy. Like, that's not fun. This isn't fun. That's not going to be fun for me. And to really just, I guess, do what I did that that night with that game and say, like, you know what? Try it. Have the physical, personal, experiential experience of it. Maybe it'll be fun. And if it's not, 
it's okay. Oh, well. Um, but I'm, and I'm curious too, like what else, like what else can I do besides just kind of like making sure I'm taking care of myself and, and being open and less judgy. Uh, what else can I do to welcome more fun? Earlier you researched the body. I'm just curious, what, what does it all mean now for you? What does what all mean? Yeah, you know, you researched the body earlier and you mentioned mm. that you sort of felt less constriction that you normally do or, you know, less you know, restriction that you normally do. How to, you know, and speaking about fun and, and sort of this topic, what does this all mean? Yeah, um, you know, one of the reasons why I thought this would be an interesting conversation is because I have had some very recent shifts on this level. Um, as far as, you know, this this body wisdom that I have in my, my both personal and professional understanding of it, I've done a lot of work to, for I guess for lack of a better term, rewire my nervous system, rewire my my. Uh, subconscious patterns around some pretty deep, dark, and ugly trauma they've been carrying around for a good two decades now, which is almost almost half my life. <clears throat> and I think that one of the things it means is I've I have turned the gears that this operating system, if you will, of of kind of my my subconscious patterns around this trauma, how it was still dictating how I operate. You know, my when I go to experience something new, is it scary or is it exciting? Is it nerve wracking or is it um, anticipatory? Like all of these things that on the level of your nervous system, your nervous system operates. You know, people have probably heard this before. Like fear and excitement has the same biochemical reaction. It's just really your, the, the context around it, the, your perception, your story around it that tells you which one it is, is it? Is it fear or is it excitement? And I think that, you know, me noticing that this lack of constriction, all of those, those stories that were very real for a very long time. And then even when the stories changed, my, my operating system didn't change. It's my my subconscious was still telling those old stories. And so my body was reacting to those old stories, even though the situations had changed. And I think that, you know, for one thing that definitely cut me off from a lot of fun because I was operating in um, trauma response and, and in a lot of fear and anxiety and all the not fun stuff that comes along with that, that, that happened for me. But I think what, what this lack of constriction tells me is that, oh my gosh, like, girl, it's safe to have fun now. Like mm -hmm. that, the, the, um, I'm standing on a different foundation. I'm standing on a different platform. Um, one where fun is accessible or accessible. I might not know what I'm doing. I might not know how to find it. I might be awkward and flounder on my way to discovering what's fun for, for this Jesse. Cause if we were looking, not that I haven't had any fun in the last <laughs> two decades, but it's certainly been, it's certainly been overridden a lot by, you know, this um, trauma that I've been carrying around. And before that, you know, I was barely a young adult and, you know, then a kid. So yeah, you know, 43, it's going to look a little different. Um, but I think that that lack of constriction tells me it's funny, Savio, you must be a little genius here because what did I say in the beginning? I said I wanted a sense of access to fun and I think that that lack of constriction is telling me exactly that, that the access is there. And it's telling me that from a somatic level, which is a place I can believe versus just you know telling myself like affirmations or something like, I'm ready for fun. Like I gotta, I gotta get a hit from someplace deeper and I think that that um, lack of constriction is that hit. That was beautifully said. I love that. I think this is a great way to sort of segue into our interview portion. So tell my listeners more about Jesse Lucas and, and your genius. <laughs> now that I've convinced you I'm the least fun person on the planet. Um, yeah, I part of my my genius, I guess, is this, is, is exploring 
uh, actually a term came to me in a conversation just yesterday that I hadn't used before, and I'm going to use it now, the somatic storage, so the body storage of your life's experiences, good, bad, ugly, all of it. Um, my background, I'm a yoga teacher and personal trainer. I've dipped into some hands-on body work, and I've been doing that. I, I started that career path at the same time I started my my parenting path and all, all of this, so going on 20 years now. And about 10 years ago, I had a, a really crazy cool experience when I was, um, I guess it was maybe about almost 15 years ago now, I was adding the personal training, the fitness component to my my service repertoire. I had just been teaching yoga and working in that space for a while. And it was a time when I was leaving the situation in my life that had created a lot of this this trauma that I've been carrying around. And as my, my personal life was really changing, as I was also growing and developing my professional life, I had this I guess, cathartic, if you will, moment where I was lifting weights, practicing for this personal training certification. And mind you, I was a skinny little string bean, a gi, and still a skinny little string bean, yogi. Being very unfamiliar to me. So I would like hide in weird corners of the gym so nobody would see me because I felt really silly doing it. And uh, I had this moment where I was lifting these weights and all of a sudden I just had this like, ooh, I feel strong. And it was like, what was that? Who was that? What What's happening? Because that was not an inner thought. I realized how foreign that thought was to me. And I realized in that moment how not strong I had felt given given the circumstances I was had been living in and was leaving. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my meditation, my yoga, my supportive friends, my affirmations that I was very diligent about, like all of these things didn't um, give me that that deep sense of strength i think that was my exploration then like fun is my exploration now a sense of who am i and an inner strength and self-worth was had been very damaged and was my exploration then and it came in this surprising delivery of lifting weights and so eventually i came back to that moment first of all i developed that part of my career I had a great time training athletes and and one of my my favorite niches there is just getting people out of pain helping with muscle imbalances um chronic chronic stress and tension in the body people who were kind of afraid to work out people who had been like post-op that they had like graduated from physical therapy but still, still needed help moving functional movement love all of that but I came back to that moment because I thought to myself, like, you know, I have done all of these things, therapy, all of it, and that this healing that I needed was deeper. It was in, it was this somatic storage. It was in my body, and so I went back to to grad school and studied that kind of flipping the whole mind over matter thing to matter over mind. Like what happens, and and not to discount the mind over matter. That all like all amazing, but I think some people, if you're stubborn like me um you know you need a another avenue to come in so your brain kind of gets it in a in a really true and authentic way and that's what that was the the study that really created the bones for for the work i've been doing for the past 10 years now which is uh, embodied movement or embodied movement training and what i do there is i take people, mostly mostly women, but a few brave men and, and others who have some sort of somatic storage that they need to work through and need to work through from, from a new and refreshing angle. Um, they have a kind of methodology, release, realign, strengthen, refine that we take people through and kind of work in that way, whether they're trying to work on something like I was, something kind of on the like self-worth, self-empowerment, maybe anxiety or um, trauma response kind of thing, or, you know, they haven't run in 10 years and they want to start running again, or they have been trying to lose weight or some other sort or have frozen shoulder or, you know, something physical that they keep running into uh, dead ends, trying to fix and, and find relief. Um, and then most recently, because I think there is a place for a field, I have created a professional development course around that, that same, body of work. So the intention there is to 
teach other wellness professionals from different fields, both move in movement and non-movement fields like psychotherapy and nutritionists and health coaches, this embodiment piece, this how to connect their zone of genius, the work that they do, the way that they serve people and add the this somatic storage element and teach them what they need to know in order to integrate that. So, um, Honestly, that it that has been my fun, like working with those people, mm. developing this this work. Um, I'm I'm a diehard entrepreneur. Uh, my sweetie says you are one of those crazy ones who will work 80 hours a week to avoid <laughs> working 40, and I don't I don't work 80 hours a week because that's that's no fun. Um, but this is this is purpose work and and passion work for me, and I just. I also dabble in cellular health and nutrigenomics and anything that will really help the functionality of the body from the most basic levels. Any advice for, I can speak for myself, someone like me who's, for the majority of his life has lived in his head, any advice to go deeper into the body? Yeah, absolutely. Know that you have one. I mean, I say, I hear that all the time. Like I live in my head and like, I don't even know they have a body and, you know, there's just some fun little things, fun, oh my gosh, look at that, fun little things that you can do just on a simple daily basis of just, I like to teach people uh, kinesthetic intelligence. So if you think, okay, you live in your head, this is a sense of mental intelligence. You know, a lot of people are now are aware of this concept of emotional intelligence. You build your sense of kinesthetic or body intelligence by developing your sense of proprioception. So that's the end of the science lecture for the day. I'll try not to use any more nerdy words. Um, but your sense of proprioception is literally just knowing where your body is in space. So if you like Savio, live in your head or are disjointed. Like maybe your body is sending you mixed signals. I know that's what mine was doing. Just practice noticing without a story, the sensations in your body. So things like even like how you're sitting right now, notice like, where do you feel the pressure of your seat against whatever you're sitting on? Where are your feet? Are they, do they feel heavy? Do they feel light? This is a good one. Notice, do you feel any what's called resting tension going on? Resting tension is like grip or tension that you can let go when you notice it, but it was holding even though, so if I go and like I squeeze and make a fist, I know I'm holding tension in my fist, but I know a lot of my resting tension actually comes like in my facial muscles and my sinuses. Mm. A lot of people have resting tension in their neck and shoulders or their gut or their their legs so just notice like if you do a little body scan is there any place that I'm tensing that now that I think about it I can release a little bit so these are kinds of things to just noticing like when you're doing the dishes are you standing upright or are you hunched over if you're at your computer you're on the phone up to your ears start noticing little body habits of yours that have been flying under the radar and it's like one of those things, like once you see it, you can't unsee it. And the more you practice watching for these things, the more they'll start to come to your attention. And that starts to develop that sense of proprioception that leads to greater kinesthetic intelligence. And once you have that turned on, well, there's a whole world we can explore there. Mm-hmm. What has been your biggest eye opener in, in working with your clients? Uh, the things that happen as an unraveling from unraveling these body stories. Um, I've come to really realize that, I mean, I, I fully believe that embodiment, so really truly living in your body as a full experience that incorporates, you know, that incorporates living in your head, that incorporates that emotional intelligence, that incorporates relationality. I don't even know if that's a word, but like, you know, how we live with, others, um, whether it's the people in our home or the people we share this planet with. But the biggest eye opener I've had is when you can kind of tip the scales of embodiment, really live more in your body with that heightened sense of proprioception and kinesthetic intelligence, what unravels from there naturally. I've had folks who um, have had physical gains, you know, like, you know, I mentioned frozen shoulder before, like releasing that frozen shoulder and the freedom that this person felt in their body because now their arm didn't just lift a little, but they had full range of motion in their arm. 
the things they could do, the doors that that opened, the things they said yes to because they had more freedom to live in their body because of that uh, unlocking has been amazing. The things that, um, you know, the, the confidence, the, the um, accomplishments, the I think that we really are not only better for what we can do ourselves. I mean, look at everything that I've gone through. I wouldn't be where I was today if I didn't have that drop into my body moment that connected my kinesthetic and then emotional and then mental intelligence. Um, I, I definitely wouldn't be exploring something as maybe <laughs> I don't want to say frivolous because I said it was essential, but frivolous is fun. Um, that I really think it is the key to not only living our own best lives, but living our best lives to, together as a as a community on this planet. I love that. So, where can my audience find out more about you, your work, and yeah, everything I would you have to love offer? to hear from your audience. So, my website is Embodied Movement Training altogether embodiedmovementtraining.com um, you will see my contact information there you can fill out a little form if you want to have a chat I always love love hearing people's stories my email is on there um, I also have a growing Facebook group so if you look up embodied movement training you'll probably find that or you can shoot me a message and I can shoot that information over to you well, this has been truly illuminating. <laughs> thank you so much, Jesse. I really appreciate your time. Absolutely. My pleasure. And thank you so much for, for opening that access to, to fun for me. I will not take it for granted. I will utilize that access um, with, with great honor. I appreciate your support, Savio. Absolutely. Thank you again. Hi there. I really hope you enjoyed listening to today's podcast episode of The Human Resolve. If you feel that others may enjoy this episode as well, please share socially at The Human Resolve. They can also visit my website, thehumanresolve.com, where I offer one-on-one coaching sessions, daily prompts to move in the right direction, sync directly to your smartphone, and a subscription to my weekly newsletter where I probe into the secrets from living smarter to feeding your three brains. If you could also help me out and give me a review and rating on this platform, because I do care what you have to say, I would really appreciate it. Now, get out there, my friends, and get busy living.